Oh yeah, here we go. Someone's been listening to Alex Jones. Those Breitbart extreme right, you know what they call us? Racists, racist, white supremacists. <laughs> I had a few people call me that. And you know what? I tell them, I wash my hands of politics like Pontius Pilate in a pool. You know? That's what he did. He's like, this, this dude's blood is not on my hands. This is a righteous man. Pontius Pilate just washed his hands and said, his blood be on your heads. That's how I am towards Herod that murders John the Baptist every day. Jesus. It's a glorious season of Jesus. The unfolding of Jesus inside us. And the removal of all the bewitchment of our foreheads. Oftentimes I've dealt with the deepest depths of human depravity in hearts and minds and ministry and just continuous suffering in the deep places of the heart and the deep places of the soul that are beyond the veil. And it's so humbling and crushing and devastating what's inside human hearts and what's inside people's memory banks and what's inside people's souls and the healing of damaged emotions and the healing that is, that is needed for every single person in this world. I've never met a human being that wasn't beat up by the world. They don't exist. I mean, the rich are just as beat up as the poor. I deal with both every single day for at least 10 years. And you have to learn to love everybody equally. I mean, it's so easy to love the poor. You know, it's so easy to love the crackheads, the homeless, because they're just completely broken. I mean, even a Jesuit sorcerer could do that and pretend to love someone because they're just so devastated by this world. You know, giving them anything looks like Christian activity. But you have to learn to love even the middle class and the upper class. And you know what God challenged me with this last year? Loving Freemasons, loving Sisters of the Eastern Star, loving Jesuits, loving sorcerers, loving people powerful in white magic, powerful in witchcraft, that are sworn enemies of the King of the Jews. I mean, these are people that have willingly given their lives to fighting Christ. I mean, I've had many of them tell me that they wanted to kill me over the years. Many tell, tell me, I tell you the truth, death threats from Freemasons. Not lying to you, I tell you the truth. Because what I represent is the end of Freemasonry, as you know it, in the world. It's called the Order of Melchizedek, the change of the guard. No longer covered by the second heavens, now covered by the third heaven. The tree of life versus the tree of knowledge. The tree of life is so far superior to the tree of knowledge. All that we ever needed to do is grow up spiritually from our hearts. And that's what was persecuted. The development of our spirits. The growing up in righteousness. Not of the flesh, but of the Spirit of God. Born of the water and born of the Spirit, Nicodemus. John chapter 3, born again, born above, born 
in heaven. You've been born of earth, Nicodemus, but you must be born of heaven, of the water and the spirit. And it's actually quite different than what the Evangelical Free Church of America, 90 million strong, teaches, because it's a very supernatural event. It's incredibly supernatural. It's as supernatural as our God, Jesus Christ. You know, he's so supernatural. In Acts chapter 1, this guy flies like Superman right up into the cloud. Oh my God. He's walking through walls. You see the stuff he did during his life after he was anointed? I mean, that's the same stuff we're doing. We're doing that stuff, but you know what? That stuff is very different than the works of the flesh. The stuff of the works of the Spirit, people can't even wrap their minds around. I've been around some stuff where some signs and wonders have popped in the atmosphere, and it was such a shell shock of these human beings in the gross darkness and the curse so deep buried in their foreheads that they were paralyzed for a short time and couldn't even talk or ever even bring it up as something had happened. It was just like, and then carrying on. There was just absolutely no grid in their mind to comprehend such things that they couldn't even talk about it. And they had to change the subject, pretend like it never, never happened. And I've seen that happen several times where signs of wonders so extreme and so bizarre happen. We got this one time, I'll tell you, wanna hear a bizarre sign and wonder? I got two on the front of my mind to tell you. This one time we're eating tacos at my favorite little taco stand. Yeah, down on uh, Hennepin Avenue called Chino Latinos. It was my meal plan in college because they had dollar tacos every night and they were the best tacos in town. I go in there because it was half the price of buying a meal plan at the university. So I go there like literally five nights a week for tacos. And so this was long after college, but I mean, I'm still addicted to the tacos, so I'm still going there after my meal plan expired because I, don't know, I got a taco problem. And I'm getting these, these beautiful tacos, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, out of midair, a hot dog drops right on the table. And you literally saw it materialize, and it, it came right out of midair, out of the spirit, and just dropped on our table. And I heard the interval, audible voice of God saying, I'm dealing with homosexuality in the region. And it was so bizarre that everyone at the table couldn't even talk about it or pretend like it had even happened. And we looked up, and there's, there's no roof access. There's no, it didn't come sideways. There's no possible way it, it could come anywhere except out of the spirit. And these people were so blown away because there's like eight people around this table and all of a sudden a hot dog materializes and it, the signs of wonders are for unbelievers and obviously I was sitting with some unbelievers because the signs of wonders just pop right out of the atmosphere. And, and, he, and I speak the word of God that I hear from God inside my possessed soul and they just couldn't believe it, you know. Can't even talk about it. It was too weird for them. And the server comes over and it was like dumbfounded. Well, what do you even say to something like that? You know, they don't serve hot dogs anywhere in that area. You can't buy a hot dog anywhere. And they don't have them in the restaurant. There's none around. There's nobody around right at this table and just drops out of midair. 
And they're just, they were so confused that they just said, we're just gonna buy your whole, whole meal. Your meal's on us. And that was the right thing to do, man, because that hot dog interrupted our meal. <laughs> the hot dog of homosexuality. <laughs> this other time, I'm boating. This was actually just last 4th of July. I'm boating. And, you know, it's just this glorious time. We're in the boat parade for the 4th of July. People are lighting off bottle rockets. You know, everyone's got their USA red, white, and blue on. And it's this beautiful boat parade. They got, you know, a brass section up. And we do this tradition every year of a boat parade on Silver Lake, where my mom lives in St. Anthony Village. And I'm in the boat with my sister, my brother. And all of a sudden, I just, it came up out of me just to say, Lucifer. And I said it, and bam, out of the air, two smoked cigarettes drop out of midair and fall on my lap in front of my sister and my brother. And my sister's not a smoker, but she used to be. But my brother was a smoker. You understand? These were cigarette butts that had already been smoking, that were put out, two of them, that materialized out of the atmosphere and fell on my lap. I said, Nick, what do you think about that? And, uh, and my sister, uh, they were so dumbfounded and shocked, there was nothing they could even say. And when I bring it up again, because it's a really significant sign, well, there's no scientific explanation for it. I mean, we're talking about mid-air cigarettes that have been smoked materializing out of the atmosphere. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And I knew it had to do with my brother's rebellion because he's a smoker and God loves him so much he was going to break that off of him. But when I said the name of his God that was in his forehead by confusion, that stuff just popped right out of him. I love it. I love signs and wonders. Another thing God's going to do, signs and wonders beyond Moses. This new wine is going to burst the old wineskins of every human system worldwide until Jesus returns. They will get more severe in signs and wonders. Speaking of signs and wonders, I was just reminded of the blood moon we had in Minneapolis two nights ago. I go out to my porch, you know, at night, and I like to pray and just soak and drink and get all jacked up on Jesus. I'm on the second floor, I go out there. Uh, you know, the scientists and the, the astrologists and whatever, <laughs> They've been talking about this for a while. For a while, they called it a strawberry moon, so it's not surprising. But I didn't hear anything about it. And the Lord said, Acts 2:20, I will turn the blood, the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord. And I'm looking at this moon, you know, and they're calling it a strawberry moon. That's not a strawberry moon. I love strawberries. That was the darkest blood, and it got a little bit lighter the higher it got. But when it was low, I mean, it was the darkest blood moon. And I sent a picture, I put it all over the internet through social media. It was twice as blood red as that picture was. The picture couldn't even do it justice. I tried taking 10 different pictures of it, but you know, you got the street lights blocking it, you know, and I got, whew, the great and terrible Lord, day of the Lord is at hand. You believe it? You're in the great tribulation right now. You know what the tribulation is? The wine press versus the witch press. The two trees in the garden. <laughs> you know what the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is? Witchcraft. You know what the tree of life is? 
new wine. You ever felt those atmospheres collide in a person's soul? That's what you're experiencing every single day, worldwide, every single one of you. And I know because I talk to people from all over the world, Africa, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, USA, South America, the islands, every single day I get messages, emails from people all over the world and they're all experiencing great tribulation. The thing about great tribulation is we win. The new wine is winning. The old wine of witchcraft stands no chance. They're losing so bad and Satan's a sore loser and people inside their church systems of human effort are losing so bad that they're really attacking. This persecution this week has been serious, serious persecution. You'll be like, oh, at least you're not crucified upside down. Yeah, I know. That was 2,000 years ago persecution. We have an ever-increasing glory for 2,000 years. Now they just murder you by hating you, like Jesus called murder in Matthew chapter 5. They hate and despise you because you're a real Christian, and we expose they're fake Christians. And we love them equally. It doesn't mean we don't love them. It's just, you have to start over, dude, out of churchianity into kingdom. And a lot of people will not humble themselves to come out of churchianity and human systems to enter the kingdom like little children. You cannot be saved unless you go through the eye of the needle. Well, then who can be saved? You know, the disciples are like, this is impossible. No, it's, it's speaking of your spirit your spirit being saved. They were so carnal and so fleshly and so earthly, they had no grid for spiritual salvation. Your spirit is totally saved. Your spirit looks exactly like God the Father right now. And if you grow your spirit, the salvation of God and the mind of Christ in your spirit will take over your flesh. How many of y'all know that's what the Great Awakening is? Your spirit overcoming your brain is your spirit overcoming Satan, and that's your spirit overcoming the world. I mean, that's the most serious thing in the last book of the Bible. For the overcomers of the flesh, the overcomers of sin, and the overcomers of Satan in the world. By your spirit. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. And the thing is, is we're not spiritual enough. So with no legalism, maybe fast, maybe fast, water only or even no food, no water, three days. That's my favorite fast. Until that carnal mindedness is just incinerated out of your forehead. You know, fasting will burn the curse out of your forehead. I used to fast every other day and I'm not boasting in the flesh. I did it because I was a freaking mess. And I was desperate for the anointing to survive on a street level because I'm getting carjacked, I'm getting shot at, I'm getting stabbed at, gang riots in Little Mogadishu in the West Bank, and I'm poor and I have no money. And so it's like I need the anointing to survive on a street level. And I'm a homeless guy, squatting in condemned houses. That's how I started out ministry. From dirt, zero. Even though my family is millionaires, I forsook it all. <laughs> I forsook it all. <laughs> and that's the right thing to do, even in the USA. Even though your parents' mansion might just be 50 miles away and you could cop out, you'd be in the midst 
of the muck and the mire, of the sin and the dirt and the poverty and the drugs and the gangs. And you just sit there and you rely on the anointing. And you just make sure that what you got is real so you can save others on a street level. That's true inner city missions. I didn't want a single thing about my life to be fake. So I had a huge foundation of true inner city missions only depending on the anointing for everything. Day after day after day for 18 months I did that. Going out eight hours a night and just winning, learning how to win. You know, a lot of losing too. You only learn how to win by losing. I mean, I was carjacked twice. Once at gunpoint, charged by gangsters. I had to run down the freeway with oncoming traffic because they pulled guns on me. True story. Running for my life from gangsters, stealing my car. <laughs> it's awesome. You know, and I've enjoyed every moment of it. You know, it's really thrilling. You know, it's, there's a lot of close calls to death and we face death and the intensity of death every day. But I'm telling you, we've overcome death. Even though we've seen people die, I know this remnant of holy place Christians has already overcome death. That you are sealed in your foreheads with Jesus Christ. There's hundreds of you, hundreds of you, that have overcome the world and have overcome Abaddon, the angel of death. And it's time to go on autopilot, just overflowing in the wine and the oil. It's going to get so easy and so light that people will just join you. People will just long to get under your oil and your wine because it feels so good on their five physical senses. They will come to you because you consume their sin with oil and wine, which is the healing of their nations, the healing of their blood, the healing of their brains, the healing of their minds and their consciousness. You know? There's some people here whose morning star has already risen in their heart. Our Savior, Jesus Christ, the throne of grace, is the morning star in our heart. It is written in Peter. And He's risen up our heart and He's pushed out all the rubbish of our carnal minds. And Jesus Christ burns right through the surface of our foreheads with the seven spirits of God, which is the mind of Christ. There's actually several people like that alive on the earth right now. And it's going to domino effect. The wine pressure is getting stronger upon all flesh Christianity, all human Christianity. And people are going to enter the kingdom with shouts of great grace. They're going to be absolutely blown away with real Christianity of the kingdom of heaven. And that's what we pray for all of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>